each subsequent visit becoming more redundant than the previous. It's like a Nomansky thing. It doesn't sound fun. You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced I'm delusional. Hello and welcome to the Amount of Pixels podcast. Tonight's episode is Electronic Superjoy vs. Pixel Junk Eden, which are two music platformer games released in 2013 and 2008, respectively. I am Nate Stevens, and with me today is the Lone Ranger himself. Will Atkinson. Welcome. I wanted to open with a question. Two questions. Which is a better name, Electronic Superjoy or Techno Ninja? good question because that was the original working name of electronic superjoy i think techno ninja fits the game better i kind of agree and then my other question is what is your favorite rock band i was gonna go with lincoln park really it's kind of a rap rock thing which uh really works for me that's uh that's cool i was gonna say pink floyd it's a little different do you think wait is lincoln park still releasing music i haven't checked in a long while okay me neither they like broke off and were doing solo albums last i knew so I wanted to talk about these two games. I think both of these are my choice, aren't they? I don't think anyone else would have subjected this upon the group. Yeah, you suggested Electronic Super Joy and insisted upon Eden, if I recall correctly. It sounds like Will has a quiz for us, me. All right. I'm a little nervous. Go for it. Welcome to Will's Quiz Minute. This was supposed to have more people, but you know, yeah. now you're put on the spot. Between all one of us, we'll probably get an answer right. The the first video games were created in 1958, but were completely silent. And it wasn't until 1972, 14 years later, that this arcade game was the first to feature sound effects. 1972? Do I get a hint on what system? It was an arcade game. Oh, sorry. Ah, uh, Battlezone. Good guess, but no, it was Pong. Oh, man, I should have guessed. Bleep, bloop. Bleep. Yep. The first sound effects. All right, what's the next question? The Pixel Junk games are plentiful. Which of the following is not a Pixel Junk game? <laughs> Racers, Monsters, Lifelike, Eden, Shooter, or Side-Scroller? Lifelike. That's correct. <laughs> Lifelike was actually the code name for Pixel Junk 4AM. Yes, that makes sense. 4AM was also developed, well, done with Bion, who did the music and the visuals for Eden. That question was the gimme for you, by the way. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. What is the name of the company that developed Electronic Superjoy? A bonus half point for every employee of said company you can name. It's Todd Todd something. I don't know the name of the company, but I'm pretty sure the developer's name is Todd. And isn't there only one guy? Michael Todd Games is the <laughs> company. Michael Todd is the single, singular Oh, employee. man. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I did all right on though. that one. So these next two were supposed to... I'm going to read you a list of songs, mm-hmm. and the first person in the room who <laughs> guesses the game <laughs> yeah. will get the point. <laughs> between Eden and Superjoy, or between just any game ever? Any game ever. Okay. Elevators by Outkast. Oh. Radio Gaga by Queen. Um, Shockwave, the Gelfstein remix by The Hacker. Gin and Juice by Snoop Dogg. Naive Response by Daniel Avery. Only Girl in the World by Rihanna. 
So I'm supposed to guess what game all these songs are featured in the soundtrack of? Yes. God, I can't decide if this is an SSX or an old Need for Speed. Glamorous by Fergie. Oh. Give Me More by Britney Spears. Tryouts by Zombie Nation. With Every Heartbeat by Robin. I I don't know. Is it Madden? Nope. (laughs) I don't know. This would be Grand Theft Auto V. Oh, fuck. That makes sense. These were a little more recent. Sure. All right. Sorry. One more of these. Let's see how this one goes. Okay. Here It Goes Again by OK Go. The Hand That Feeds by Nine Inch Nails. Suffragette City by David Bowie. Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet. Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Reptilia by The Strokes. Welcome Home by Coheed and Cambria. Should I Stay or Should I Go by The Clash. I Think I'm Paranoid by Garbage. In Bloom, Nirvana. I wish we had just one normal person here. <laughs> I don't I have no idea. What? That is Rock Grand Theft Auto 4. That is Rock Band 1. Oh, damn. Shame on me. And I was making the joke about favorite rock band earlier. Yeah. All right, so I think you got... That was the soundtrack to Rock Band 1? Wow. One and a quarter points for getting half of Michael Todd's name. (laughs) (laughs) I am am impressed with me. I guess we should describe each of these games. Spoilers. They're both music platformers. Electronic Superjoy is... A super Meat Boy clone, except with thumping techno music and groaning orgasm sounds for checkpoints. Uh, I suppose it's not quite... I should say a Super Meat Boy-esque game, rather than a clone. Sure. It's like very fast-paced, lots of dying, very aggressive platforming. Pixel Junk Eden is more of a long attention span, not really related to Super Meat Boy in any way. You're a little character called the Grimp, and your goal is to go around collecting seeds in order to bloom plants in order to get higher on the level to collect spectra, which are, I don't know what they are, but you need to collect them. How did you know that you're a Grimp, or the Grimp, or I don't remember. Are you told that that in the game? As far as I know... Isn't there, like, an opening screen that says, like, hello, you are the Grimp, now collect flowers. And then it feels like that's enough of an explanation for you to go. I really don't think I saw that. Fair enough somehow i magically knew but i was pretty like obsessed with this game when it came out and when the expansion came out and yeah sure back in the day like your head head cannon yep also you're a head crab that's actually what you are um yeah that's about right um so there is a little bit more going on in in eden there are three worlds at the end of each world is a boss at the end of the first world this is in super joy not eden i'm sorry i Totally screwed that up, yes. No, that's fine. You're f- you're fighting the Pope, right? Yep. The end of the first world, you're fighting the Pope. At the end of the second world, I believe you're fighting two giant monsters. And at the end of the third one is like the DJ Beatmaster or something like that. Something <laughs> s- super stupid. And there are a couple of different mechanics in each of the different worlds to kind of separate them a bit. But I think that's all. The fir- If I remember right, the first world's got... The first time you're introduced to the stomp, the second world you get, the, you, they take the stomp and give you a double jump, and then in the third world you have basically a combination of flying and the stomp at some at a 
Yeah, I guess the only thing that really develops in Eden is, I think, what is it, World 7? You have the gravity shifts. There's that, and then the... I guess the creatures the get more aggressive things? and the plants become aggressive. Yeah, they start snapping yeah. their silk but at some it, point. Yeah, you don't really get new skills as much as the world gets more aggressive. So I guess let's just jump right into it. I am guessing that you had an issue with repetition in Eden. Yeah, I'm sure there was... If I took a step back and understood what the heck was going on or something, there might have been a better path through the game. But the for what I experienced, the logical way to go about beating or trying to get to the end of the game was doing the same world over and over five times. You'd go and you'd unlock the... You'd go to get the first spectra, and then that would allow you to restart the entire level, get the first spectra and the second spectra, restart that world first and second and third. And so you kept doing the same thing. Wasn't there a patch that made it so that you continued the level after it ended? I didn't see it on the PS3 version. Maybe that's a... Because as far as I remember, in the original version of the game, that's how you played it. But then they patched it so that you had these continue options. There was all sorts of like checkpoints and stuff like that that weren't that there originally my experience a heck of a lot better i wish i knew let's see if there's any notes on it on wikipedia that by itself was one of my biggest complaints for this game so knowing that they took it out might save it slightly in my eyes so i guess what the patch really added was your option to continue when your synchronization meter ran out Ah. Uh, oh did you buy the expansion? I did, and jumped in and out of it a little bit. But yeah. by the time I got to the end of the main game, I was just done. So I didn't actually play any of the expansion. One of the things the expansion added, and I think it was backpatched, was the smart bomb technique where you open three seeds in a row, everything on screen explodes at once. Oh, that's not in the main game, or at least not the one the version I played. You can get up to five or six, and then things really start going crazy. But Certainly. Maybe so. I also played this. So I played this when it came out on the PS3. I played it again when I lost my PS3. I played it when it came out on PC, which has actually has a pretty good patch or a pretty good port somehow. What are the controls on the PC? I'm out of curiosity. It's actually right click to jump and left click to slam down. And then you move, moving the mouse around moves the cursor, which affects where you'll go when you jump if you keep so your string attached. Button thing, Do you know huh? what I mean? It sounds odd, but it actually works out pretty well. I wish I could pop into the game real quick and check about the continue thing. But either way, it is a game that's really heavy with repetition. And given that the game itself doesn't change that much as you progress through it, even if it were you just blasted through the garden and got Spectra 1 through 5 all at once at the same time, I think it would still end up feeling kind of repetitive. Yeah, there's just not a lot going on. Did you find the gameplay repetitive, or what was kind of your thought about the actual process of collecting the Spectra? I liked every level the first time I did them. Yeah, but not not so much the third, fourth, or fifth. The worlds and the way they're built are actually quite beautiful. The way, basically, generally the mechanic is there's there's normally some kind of background on screen, like a starter area, but then there's these circles, and you have to fill them in by collecting enough of the pollen, I think it was. Yep. And then those bloom into to different structures or flowers that you can use to continue your progress through the level. And so kind of seeing the way that they constructed them and how the world was put together and that first time you go through each time when you're filling up those balls or whatever, 
the first time when you're not sure what's going to come out of it and seeing the way that it progresses, that is interesting. It's just wears on me by the second or third, fourth time. Can we think of any reasons why they would, why you would choose to instantiate like playing the level again and again each time? I thought you were going to mention it a second ago, but if you think of this less of a game and more of like a meditation tool, yeah, then that's kind of what then that does kind of make sense to me as in because you're kind of progressing further along each time and the goal isn't really to get to the end it's just to have this yeah. experience and continue to it's like a nomansky thing yeah something like that i think for me personally i found the visual and well and audio design style of the game so striking that the repetition was much less bothersome but to me it almost also ties into the appreciation of the music in this game because the music is very it's essentially techno music, very repetition-driven. It's almost like the gameplay ties in with the way the music is structured in a way. You're playing a little bit, and then you start over, and then you get a little further, and then you start over, and you get a little further. It's like this budding sense of progression. I have two things for that. One is that I was okay with what music was in there, but it seemed felt like there were a bunch of parts where they would like split apart different parts of the music. Like There was a background track and then a percussion track, and they would fade in or out to independently and at some points i was like oh this is really good but or the percussion track that's really cool and then it would like the background would come in and you just lose that piece to me and this is just my subject subjective opinion is that it didn't feel like there was enough going on with the music in in concert with what was going on in the world and even the music itself like that i still had that one particular world in mind i'm not sure which one it was but where it had the percussion track and it just didn't fit with the other things going on i I feel like i know exactly what you're talking about i don't remember what the name of it was but what what were the background colors it's the one with the strong percussion track that literally sounds like someone's playing the drums right yeah yeah I remember when I first played that level, it was like the middle of the night because I was working nights at the time, and I literally thought someone upstairs was like playing the drums. And I was like, what? What's going on? But yep, it's the music. That one piece disappointed me because, in, in particular because at different parts of the level, both parts drop out, and I liked both songs independently. I just didn't <laughs> like them when they put them together. That's interesting. Did you have a level that you found the favorite? I don't know how much you actually ended up playing of this. Uh, so I played through... I got one Spectra on the 10th level, which is... Okay. Return. You played some of the expansion, you said, too, right? Uh, I dropped in and out of that because uh, there's like a... What do they call it? The garden? The the main menu? Yeah, there's like the garden. So The the way the overworld is like a mirror of the actual experience of playing the levels is kind of cool, too. Yeah, what do they call it? They call Both it the garden. And, minus, yeah. and then you so go to the levels. And then for the expansion, you like switch to the other garden. Yeah, so I like jumped in and out of that mirror garden a few times but i didn't actually start those levels because i i was a little concerned about doing things out of order but i'm not sure why definitely not an issue so one thing i would say is if you're going to play this game definitely do not play the levels one through five all in a row i mean if you're really into it i when i i remember when i played i could do like one and i could do like two in a row but doing all five in a row was always like too much especially when it felt like you were eating uh, previous progress so what i would do is do like one or two in the first level and then hop to the second and then do one and then maybe to the third and then back to the first and kind of jump all around because there's not really anything that the game introduces to you or that you need to do anything in a particular order for and it doesn't let you get too far to the point where the game gets a little more hostile without you 
playing it enough that you're ready for it. Also because of the way that the menu is situated, the menu, the main garden. Yeah. It was kind of unclear whether or not I could start. I want to see each level was a garden. Anyway. Yeah. Each one is called a garden. I forget what the overworld's called. I think it might be just Eden, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, right? That makes sense. Yeah. When you're at the Eden stage, you have to unlock a certain number of spectra for the path. Well, not even just the path, but the actual gardens themselves to open. And so it was like a little unclear. Aren't they all open at the beginning? It's just a matter of getting like the plants blossom that lead that let you be able to get there. Well, I can confirm that they're not because by seven or eight, I was able to get myself all the way up to where I was supposed to be. And then the same with 10, because I was really trying to going out of my way to try and sequence break the the menus just so I could get to the end of the game. And apparently they they just don't exist. They're not in the spot where you start them. them. Oh, until you get huh. this, the minimum number of spectra. That's kind of disappointing. You'd think that you have the mechanic there to gate off future levels in the context of the game, and they didn't kind of op- seize that opportunity. Yeah, that was one of my questions, is if it was possible. I mean, that was one of my early questions that I had with the game, is if you can, can you just jump to level 10? Yeah, can I figure out a way to spin myself in the exact right way and then jump <laughs> off a thing and launch myself into the corner of the map to go to level 10 or, you know, something like that. Is that how like, you ended up getting up there? Is like some glitch, essentially? No, I it just, there was enough stuff that okay. by, by the late points path. in the game, you can do some crazy shit that when you first start, you just wouldn't even think of being able to do, like catching the underside of stuff and going around. Yeah. One thing I will say about it objectively is that it does have a very satisfying set of mechanics, a very unique and memorable way of moving. I don't know if I've ever played any other game that kind of felt quite the same way or anything close to this one. I do think they're unique and memorable, sure. You mentioned that on the PC there was like the gravity drop thing, which on the controller is hold in a direction, so it didn't feel very... What? No, it's like, to me. He's, well, the the mechanic I was thinking of is the one where you like slam the controller down and the dual shock, like the du- using the dual shock. Are you telling me? Uh, sorry, the six could... axis. Huh. I don't. Yeah. I wasn't so if you, so, axis, so I didn't know one of the, the good things in the game to do is if you jump in the air above a bunch of seeds beneath you and you like slam the controller down, obviously you don't let it hit anything, but you just give it a strong downward motion. Your character falls really fast and opens up more pollen from each of the seeds. So that's something I didn't have. Or um, So that's that's useful. In the PC, I'm pretty sure that's just the left click because you fall. It's like a strong downward push. I can imagine. So it, this ga- yeah. it, the game and felt very floaty all the time because the best oh, this, I could do was hold the down direction and that you would accelerate down faster. Oh, yeah. So this makes a big difference because this adds a lot of control. You can use it to jump out in the air and then strong, like arc straight down, and there's almost an element of... Yeah, you get much more of an element of control that way. So that's a huge thing I was missing, apparently. That's interesting. I wonder how that was originally communicated. Because there isn't much of a... Well, I'll tell you what there is at the beginning of this game, though. It's a EULA. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that a weird. thing? There's, <laughs> well, yeah. I guess it's... I mean, it's the scoreboard. It has to be. But what else is it submitting about you? Did you read the whole thing? No, I was just like, a Eula on a console game on before I can play on the PS3. Okay, <laughs> so like, there's what is this. So there's not. So I don't play any console games online anymore, and I haven't for quite a while. 
There's not EULAs in every game that it has online. It's not really a thing, is it? Uh, On Steam, there's some when you install the game. Now, nowadays, kind of the only thing that, or the, the common thing is that little disclaimer, online experience may change or something. Yeah, may change yeah, gameplay or what, whatever experience. the for the rating thing. So back, I mean, this was 2008. Was it more common back then? I, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, maybe it was just that anything that was online at the time, or they were, I got to think that their lawyers just told them to be super careful. Right, I would think so, like yeah. That, that. Um, but yeah, that is, I didn't really think too much about that, but that is funny. It just felt weird playing it out of time like we are, so. Yeah. It's interesting because the visual style, style is so strong, it doesn't feel as dated as it could. It feels a lot like the modern indie games. Yeah, absolutely. I did a little research. Electronic Superjoy was made in Unity, which makes sense, but Eden was completely self, self-made engine. Yeah, and it, so it wasn't even... Doesn't Q Games have sort of an engine that they use for a lot of the Pixel Junk games? You tell me. I'm, I, d- I don't know, but either way, I'm pretty sure this game was outside of even that. And it was largely developed by Bion himself, the DJ who did the... Who did the music? The visuals were all done by him. If you look at his art outside of this game, it's all very reminiscent. And if you listen to songs of his, there was Google Now just the other day told me that something new of his was out, and I listened to it. And he uses a lot of the same synth samples as was in this game from way back then. As a game, it's almost more of an insight into his visual and artistic style than it is into anything about Q games in particular, which I think is really interesting. And part of why, in my opinion, it kind of stands out much more strongly than their other games do. Although I haven't spent too much time with 4AM, but I mean, same guy, same visual style, essentially. Yeah, and we don't need to get too far into labels or anything, but this, to me, this felt more like an art piece than a game. Yeah, I, I think I think that makes a lot of sense, especially the meditation comment's interesting. It's almost surprising that there was a goal put onto, onto the top of it, you know, like collect all 25 spectra. Which, by the way, is kind of hard. But I don't know. To me, these levels, especially in the expansion, feel huge. And kind of when you're on the point where you're collecting the fifth spectra, they feel pretty intimidating. Actually, what it is, is the there's trophy or achievement for collecting every single seed in the level. And there's... Did you trophy hunt in this game at all? Not really. I looked at some, what some of them were and was just yeah. determined that that was not going to happen. <laughs> yep. So this is this was kind... I mean, not really, but this was kind of early on in trophies being a thing for the PlayStation Network. I mean, one of them in this game is obviously to collect all the spectra. That's not, that, that's not too bad. One of them is to collect every bit of pollen you release in a level, which is really hard. Jeez. And of course, of course, it's just a bronze. <laughs> And of course I got it, which is, it was it's such a pain in the ass. Cause if you basically what hap- what that means is if you fall at any point in the level, chances are you'll run into a, se- I can't tell you how many times like I was like doing on the really down. well up at the top. I fell off and I accidentally hit something. And when you accidentally hit something, you can't count on like some of the pollen not disappearing or falling off the bottom of the level and then you're screwed. So that's annoying. But the ones to collect every seed in each level are actually pretty difficult. And doing it within the time limit's really hard. And yeah. So on Steam, you know how you can view like the rarest achievements you have? Yep. Almost all of mine are from, are like the collect all seeds trophies from each level. Little quick little go back. Yeah. When we were, we were talking about the music in Eden. Definitely. So a little birdie told me that you would play this game 
while listening to other music. Wh- who told you that? <laughs> Just somebody I know. It's <laughs> a bold-faced <laughs> lie, I think. Maybe once. Okay. I don't think so. Why? Who t- what? Who would say that? I would do that with Superjoy. That's interesting. I didn't really like the music in Superjoy because I really don't like... My favorite thing about comparing and contrasting these two games is that one of the game's musics I love, and the other game is the exact personification of what people think I like when I say the kind of music that I like. And that drives me nuts. Because if you say you like electronic music, a lot of people just think of the soundtrack of Electronic Superjoy. I really didn't start liking the music in ESJ until like the end of level, World 2, and World World 3 was I, pretty catchy to me by the, by the time I started going. A lot toward the end of the game they drop the well they dro- it comes back but they drop at s- specific sections the whole moaning sounds whenever oh, you die that's or a bummer a those are hilarious although by world three yeah maybe they, less they come, so they come and go a little bit at the end but when they're gone and all of a sudden you can listen to the music without that blurring over the top loud of it moaning yeah yeah in particular when you're fighting the the, the two giants I thought that that the I really started to like the music at that point. That's interesting. I don't think it's bad by any means. It's just I have a deep level of butthurtness about that style of music being perceived as just electronic music in general. I think my roommate David was super into this game, and he used this as his workout music for a long time, which I thought <laughs> was hilarious. Superjoy. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Yeah. So I think Superjoy music nice, is like good big pounding beat you could run to. Yeah, definitely good for cardio. Superjoy's music is like Eurodance, and Eden's music is like progressive trance or trance or, I guess, tech house in some places. They're pretty different. Yeah. Why did you think about putting them together? Was it just the comparison of the music, or was there something else that made you think of these games at the same time? I think they're like two extremes in the idea of the music platform or genre. It wasn't until almost the end of Superjoy that it occurred to me that I really wanted to, should have added, and we'll, my, we might have another episode on, I really want to play Crypt of the Necrodancer. I don't know too much about that, actually. So Do you want kind of like to pitch a, me on it? It's like a dungeon crawler, but then there's the music going on in the background, and you have to basically Oh, don't you have to do everything to in beat. rhythm to the music? Exactly. And if you miss that, then you like you take extra damage, that kind of stuff. Is and it so, it's so all is about it like playing to the music? Is it like turn based or is it like a roguelike or how does this actually play out? From what I understand, it's like a roguelike. There, I know that there are a couple of levels as you progress and like get through the dungeon. So it's not like complete, I guess, kind of roguelite where there are checkpoints that you can come back to. Oh, that um, sounds awesome. Yeah, because full roguelikes, I am. Yeah, that's really interesting. That would have been a good one to throw in here, except we should have compared that with Shovel Knight. Well, it might come back. There's also the visual styles. They have like, in a way, they have like opposite visual styles. One looks kind of crudely drawn in paint, but they're both like bright neon sort of bold palettes. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot in common between uh, these two games. Do you, uh, is it Which is one do you think me? was crudely drawn? I feel like most people will have a strong preference for one of these games over the other. I don't think many people will like both equally. Which one do you think was crudely drawn? <laughs> Dude. Super joy. Huh. All the graphics in uh, Eden were like just vector shapes. Not your, what do you call the thing? 
The Grimp, which is a combination of grip and jump. The the Grimp looked like the Grimp is like ugly. It looked like a like a a clip art that they forgot to replace with the actual <laughs> end game <laughs> asset. It's like oh, uh, I do feel like the the rest your of main the game character, cool. the, your main character is definitely the weakest graphical design element of of Eden. You're right because the Spectra look really cool. Did you get far enough in in Super Joy, there's like a level where you're running through the dark and there's like a ray of light. And so the only thing of your character you can see is his eyes running and then you can't see the level until the, the, like the ray of light shines over. Does this, was this in world two? I feel like it was the end of one or beginning of two, some, somewhere yeah, in I, that area. I, I saw someone play that. Yeah. And I was like, good God, I'm glad I'm not playing this. So, so that was one of the ones that when I, talked to Polly too that was one of the ones that jumped out to both of us as looking really cool um oh yeah just in general i wasn't terribly blown i liked the the trail your your yeah i did like that as well in super joy a bit eden had the radar thing which i had to look up how you actually use it but it eventually became really useful yeah the pointing to the next spectra i I had to go and look up how you actually do it because it just i it's in like the shadow it's not the actual silk itself when the game explained it they're like look at the silk and then yeah i had to go online and they were like what you should do to figure out how it works is go get next to a spectra right and do a loop and then you're like oh that's the thing that's pointing at it and i was like oh okay that makes sense it was way behind where i was expecting it to be which is why yeah it's like I the it's like it the first. You're swinging on the silk, right? And when you point at the moment where the silk is swinging around and it's pointing to it, it leaves a trail at that point that points to the spectra, right? Yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking? The silk itself has like oh, a Oh, yeah, because it has a line a too that... Oh, you were thinking like, what's the word? Like tangential from direction to that you were well, going? I, I was that thinking sentence. that the silk would pulse, but it wasn't ah. the silk. It was like a... Uh, a ghost after the silk gotcha that points, i gotcha you know what i mean so i was like super concentrating on on the silk <laughs> expecting it to pulse and i was like it looks the same the this whole is way very around. confusing <laughs> it doesn't even point to the next one it just points to whatever one you're close to yep but i'm glad that in the levels there's no order that you have to get the spectra you can be crazy and go for the highest ones first if you really want that was also nice in like the last couple where I think I think it's eight, seven or eight, something like that, where they just launch you straight up in the air. That's and then eight. Everything's on the way level. on the fall back down. Yeah. For that one, I like launched myself on the air and just randomly hit one on the way back down. I was like, thank God I'm done. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that Yeah, that's probably pretty rare. Do you see the music in Eden relating to the design of the game? We kind of talked about that briefly. I guess more interesting perhaps. How about the same question for Superjoy? I felt it more in Superjoy, particularly in the boss levels themselves. All yeah. of a sudden, it, it made more sense. The boss, the final, final boss, is got this big old thumping beat, and he shoots a thing out at on every beat, and so you know exactly when things are coming. For that final level, they make you fly, and there's no ground, so you have to ha- hammer on the it's jump button the, jump the entire button, time, right? yeah. which is super annoying, the f- fifth or sixth, you know. Again, the 20th time you try it and you're just mashing on the button because you can't let go for a half a second or else you'll die. It doesn't sound fun. That one was a pain in the butt, but the music was fun. 
they both could be good examples of the music carrying you through the actual procedure of playing the game. I think so. I think there were some there were some fun almost puzzly type things, but that's not quite the right word for what you were doing in Superjoy. Like when you're fighting the Pope. In order to fight the Pope, there's a guy with a rocket, but he won't shoot the rocket unless you go and find the thing on the level to to right. to launch it. So you have to like be jumping around the level and then find the thing and get him to launch the rockets. While, meanwhile, the Pope's flying all around. So there's there's a lot going on, and it almost feels like a puzzle, or and it actually feels like fighting a boss. I think you said the expansion to Eden had a boss, but I didn't see anything like that before, right? You know, the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced I'm delusional. I thought at the end of level 10, there was like a giant thing that was like a boss-like thing. I only got one Spectra in level 10, so maybe by the fifth one, there's something, but... There's two things we need to talk about that are important PlayStation history with Eden. One, it was the first game to ever have trophies at release. Ah, Which is why the trophies are all like, fuck you, difficulty. And then two, you could upload to YouTube, which was also pretty new at the time. I'm not, it might have been the first, I'm not sure. And it supported custom soundtracks, which was first, but it only happened once you collected all 50 Spectra. <laughs> so you damn well better. <laughs> so th- that is one thing that I, even I was like, uh, that doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, if you don't like the music, ostensibly that would be the only reason you'd, yeah. So that kind of supports the meditation exercise thing, I guess, because you just get into the end. You're just still playing. Still going. Oh, yeah. The timer before the first patch was, according to GameSpot, quote, suffocating, nightmarish, and all too demanding, while 1up.com referred to it as a nagging tension. Wikipedia says another frequent criticism is aimed at the game's progression structure, which requires the player to visit each garden five times to fully complete it. Each subsequent visit becoming more redundant than the previous. That's a, <laughs> that's a great way to phrase it. <laughs> wow, that's gr- wow. I wish I had thought of that phrase. Eurogamer noted, despite the game flaws, there is something quite beautiful about Eden, and that it's just about worth all the confusion, frustration, pretentiousness, and frequent tedium. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I forgot this little tidbit. Here's an interesting fact for you. In the holiday sale for 2013, which I think was the first holiday sale when this game was out on the PC, Q Games doubled the income of everything they'd made previously just by that one sale. And I'm pretty sure it was one of those sales where it was like 99 cents. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Our other podcast member, Megan, who was not able to make it, said that today she accidentally popped her headphones out while she was playing it right as she was getting a <laughs> checkpoint with her boyfriend next door. Her boyfriend just looks over and goes, what the fuck? What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think that's like the best thing that can happen to you when playing this game. Yeah, this game is just like not... Superjoy felt cheap to me. Not difficult. It's, it was actually quite fair, but actually I just really didn't like its visual style is really the, my gripe. The double jump levels I didn't, I really had a hard time with and didn't like them. And then there are a couple of things around the forced scrolling that, that I was not a fan of. Do you think the music being so strong of a component of its art really differentiates it sufficiently from Super Meat Boy? I have only barely touched Meat Boy. I never really caught the draw for that one. I don't think it was ever my thing either. But again, my roommate played tons of that one as well. It it always just seemed a little bit more polished and 
seemed like there was more variation. This is like one of those games that, to me personally, is following so closely in the footsteps of another game. I'm not sure why you'd make this game unless you really were planning to supersede it in some way. But maybe that's just a really shitty perspective because he was going for something different with the music and everything. Also, I guess, I, I think it was Craig the other day that was asking me, by that logic, I guess no racing games should ever exist after the first couple. Or sports game or... Yeah, so that's a bad, bad logic. I was going to ask if you had any music recommendations based off either one of the games or things that they made you think of. I should go look up that one song. I'll put it in right about here. Boom. Is it, is it every time we touch? The, no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But the song that when you're fighting the the last boss, I think was the only thing that really that really stuck got with me you. through it. And like, because that last boss is sure a, a pain in the butt. But having that 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 beat to go go to um, made that work for me. I guess that's all. I'll probably put a couple podcast recommendations in the in the footnotes for the episode recommendations to branch off of if you liked Eden's soundtrack. But I think that's about it.